teachers can become some of the most profitable online business owners. It is all about choosing the right business model, implementing a few key strategies, and your mindset. Welcome to the Dream Builder Teachers Podcast. With thousands of listeners, it's the go-to podcast for helping teachers to grow an online business. I'm your host, Kristen, a former first grade teacher. I've been an entrepreneur for over seven years, and together, we are going to ignite your passion, create more income for your family, and make a bigger impact on the world. Let's transform your life and legacy starting right now. Hey, Dream Builder teachers. I am thrilled to be bringing you this episode today all about the tools you need to create an online course because so many people will come to me and they get lost in the logistics of what does it look like to create slides? Do I create slides? Do I not create slides? How much information do I put on the slides? Do I have to record myself on camera? Do I use a microphone? What do I use? And so today I want to kind of clear up some of that for you and make it a little bit more simplified because Many times people don't even get started because they're so worried about the logistics. So if the logistics are stopping you from actually creating an online course and recording it, starting to actually get it out there, then this is the episode for you, okay? So first, I really want you to be thinking about a website. Now, people will come into the Dream Builder Teacher Society and say, I can't really afford a website right now. And if you can't afford a website yet, then you might want to consider doing some things to save up money to afford having a website and even at that, afford having a business because running a business is not free. It takes money to run a business, okay? Now, there are different programs and platforms that you can use at varying price ranges. So things can all be different and there's some all-in-one programs there's some that are separate there's some cheaper ways about doing it there's some ways that I like to lovingly call bootstrapping meaning that you piece things together or you bootstrap something to make it work now all of those are possible and when it comes to creating that business you want to have some kind of a little bit of funds started in order to create that business because if you don't have some funds it's going to feel very stressful at first and when we get into the stressful mindset of oh my gosh I need to spend this money we get into a scarcity mindset mode and that is not going to serve us so make sure that you are coming into it knowing that you're going to have to spend a little bit of money now there's definitely ways you can do it on a budget there's definitely different programs you can use for me I use Kajabi to create my website now Kajabi is a program that's kind of more of an all-in-one program where I can host my website, I can host my blog, I can create sales pages, I can create lead magnet pages. I create everything right in Kajabi. Kajabi started as a place to actually host a course. So what what they specialize in is actually hosting an online course and having a cart or a checkout for that online course. Now, For me, Kajabi just makes a lot of sense because I can do my website on it, I can have an email list on it, and I can also host my course on it. Not to mention, there are a lot of programs out there that will actually charge you when you go to sell a course. They will have charges for you for actually processing the payment, and Kajabi doesn't have that, okay? So you want to be looking at what are the features that all of these platforms have. I prefer Kajabi. I just think it makes sense. I know it's a little bit more expensive, but it's just so much easier to use and it's all right there, okay? So you can use everything in one. So you want a website. 
You want a place where people can go to learn about you because you need to drive traffic to you. And when you have a website and you even have a Facebook pixel on it, which is a fancy tracking code from Facebook ads themselves, if you have a pixel on it, you can continuously track people and you're not tracking their name and their number and where they live and all that. You're just, the code is actually able to track people to find that them that are coming to your website. So you can find them and you can actually show them more content of yours or you can show them things they might be interested in. So it's really important that you have a website and that eventually, once you get going, you put that pixel on there so that you're driving traffic. Even if you're not ready to run Facebook ads, you really wanna have a place that people can come to that you can track them to know who's visiting your site and how to get more information to them, okay? So the first tool you need is a website. Even if it's a one page, even if it's a, this is all about me and this is what I offer. If those two pages are what you have, that's fine. That's totally okay to get started with there. But you need to have a place, you need to have a landing place for people to learn about you. And you wanna speak in terms of reaching that ideal client or that ideal student that you want to teach, you want to speak to them in a way that connects with them. So they get to know, like, and trust you. Now, also, we want to have an email list building platform. We want to find a way to build an email list so that at any time I can push a notice out to my email list of thousands of people and say, hey, I have a new podcast episode you might enjoy listening to. Now, this email platform can be MailChimp. That's usually like the one that many people start with. I personally really like ConvertKit. Otherwise, Kajabi has that email platform too, where you can go right from Kajabi and build your email list right there and email your entire list that way, okay? Even if you're not building an email list, if you're just starting to sell courses, you're going to want a way to email people. You're going to want a way to type a broadcast email and broadcast it out to everyone that signed up for your email list. Course hosting is another thing, which I talked about with Kajabi. So there's other programs you can use too. I personally love Kajabi. I just think it's super simple to use. You're going to hear me say the word Kajabi a million times, I guess, today. But course hosting is another thing that you absolutely need to have. There are many different programs out there that you can explore and learn about. Some of my clients have even started with just hosting their course in a Facebook group just to get started. Because so many times these little tech things, these little things overwhelm us or stop us from taking action. And if that is you, if what's stopping you from taking action is the tech, the logistics of it, you need to simplify it. So simplify it. Use a Google Drive folder. Use your Facebook group. Okay? It's okay to simplify. Now, the fourth tool we're talking about is all about in recording. This is another place where people get lost when it comes to recording their information for their online course and it stops them from actually even creating that online course because they're so caught up in the logistics. I think 2020 probably helped teachers with this because they are now used to having to teach virtually, having to teach digitally, right? So they're probably a little bit more warmed up to this, but so many people get stuck in the, do I need slides? Do I create slides? Do they have to be pretty? What do I put on the slides? So first I'm gonna tell you for slides, this is my opinion on it. You don't want every word that you're going to say written on a slide because that's not teaching. Even for me right now as I'm recording this episode, I literally have an outline of just the things I'm gonna talk through. When I go to create slides for my courses, that's the exact same thing I do. What's on my slides is mostly my outline. 
and kind of prompts for me to know what to say on each slide. So not only does it give my students a chance to process what I'm talking about by reading the slide, they're also hearing me talk about it and hearing me explain it. So you want to have those slides that have just notes. They don't need to be fancy, okay? Your whole point of it is just to share information. We don't need fancy slides. We don't need to create these big fancy slide decks. Mine literally have most of them are a blank slide with my colors for my branding and the notes of what I'm going to say. That's it. And they're really fast and easy to create. I personally like to create my slides in Canva because I love Canva and I am good at Canva. I've been using it for a really long time and it's come a really long way. And even if you absolutely feel like you have to have pretty thematic slides, they have slide decks in there for you to use and you can totally use them. But many teachers know Google Slides really well. So they're used to creating things in Google Slides and they're fast at it. I've seen some of the things that teachers have created just from my own kids doing virtual schooling at home. I'm impressed by what teachers create on Google Slides. So if that's you, you can do it on Google Slides too. Okay, then when it comes to recording, you want to have some kind of microphone. Now that microphone could look like a fancy microphone, like I have the Yeti microphone. I don't recommend starting there unless you're planning on podcasting, but you can even use earphones. If you have the Apple earphones, you know, that come with all the phones and everything, you can use those, the ones that come with your phone, the one that comes with your iPad. Use those when you're recording. There's a really great microphone attached to them and they work really well. That's how I've gotten started. Just make sure that you listen back to it so you don't have any feedback of it hitting against your collar or your hair, okay? So you have these Google you have these Google Slides or Canva Slides. You have a microphone, right? Now we need to record. Well, Canva will let you record your presentation right in Canva now. It's a newer feature. Some people aren't really tech savvy with Canva yet. So the other things you could use are if you have a free Zoom account. Now, I used to say the word Zoom and people had no idea what I was talking about, but nowadays people know because of 2020. So you could record in Zoom and you could totally record your entire course right in Zoom. Just record it like you're recording a meeting. I did that and when I first started. I like to use QuickTime because I have a MacBook and I really like QuickTime. It's just easy and clear to use. You can even record your face with QuickTime. So you can have your face and the slides in QuickTime if you really wanted to. Just Google it or go on YouTube and find out how to do it because I've done it myself. I just had to go on YouTube and figure out how to do it. So QuickTime, Zoom, There's also something called Loom, L-O-O-M. Now, Loom is another program where it will help you to create your videos using sharing your slides or your slides and your camera, okay? So we have Zoom, we have QuickTime, we have Loom. There's some other things that I've heard some of the people in the Dream Builder Teacher Society talk about, different programs that they were using last year with virtual schooling. So if that's the case, you might have another program that you can use. Here's my thing. Don't overcomplicate it. It doesn't have to be hard. It doesn't have to be fancy. It doesn't have to be complicated, okay? The slides are just your outline, a good microphone. You can be on camera or you don't have to be. It's up to you. I personally feel like it's best to teach with slides, a little bit of visual notes, and them being able to hear you. Some people like to record their whole entire course with just them recorded on a video. 
I personally feel like that would take me forever because I'm such a perfectionist that I wouldn't like the way my facial expression was or I feel like I have to do my hair and makeup and get all ready for it and everything. Whereas when I just record the audio, I can record it just like I am with my podcast in my basement and you don't even see me, right? So what I wanted to get to you today was basically just teaching you that it doesn't have to be complicated. Hopefully you already have a website. The email platform would be the next thing because we want to make sure that we're driving traffic, getting people to sign up for your email list so that we can share more content with them, okay? So they get to know, like, and trust you. But the biggest thing is, is we need to think about where are we going, where are we going to host this course? Is it going to be a Google Drive folder, a Facebook group just to get by and then eventually move to a bigger platform? And then the whole recording. It doesn't have to be hard, okay? You just have to make it easier than what you feel like you're making it be, okay? Don't overcomplicate it. So I hope these tips were really helpful for you today. And if they were, make sure you come and check me out on Instagram. My handle is dreambuilderteacher. I would love to hear from you. I'd love to hear the episodes that you are enjoying and the ones that have been the most helpful so that I can continue to push out this content to you and teach you some things. And my hope is that I am helping you see that it doesn't have to be complicated to create and sell online courses. The biggest thing is you just need to take action. So have a great day, everyone, and I'll see you soon. And that's it for another episode of the Dream Builder Teachers podcast. If you are looking for more, come hang out with me over on Instagram. Just search for Dream Builder Teacher. And I would be so grateful if you could share the podcast with your friends by making a screenshot on your phone, popping it into your Instagram stories, and tag me at Dream Builder Teacher. See you next time.